0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Teletext R podcast. In these testing times, we need Teletext more than ever. And here to help you in that regard is, of course, the Teletext podcast, the best and only Teletext podcast on the internet. Teletext? Ah, yes. I'm Dan Farrimond. Hi, how are you? And with me
1: today is my able co-host, Mr. Carlos Hello, Carl. Hello, Dan. I hope you're keeping well in these turbulent times. Uh, I know that I am. And, uh, yeah, it's really nice to be back for another Teletext R episode.
0: Yes. Today's episode is a special edition. It is Teletext R Mythbusters. Now, Carl, have you ever seen the TV program Mythbusters?
1: I've seen it trailed about. I'm not saying that I'm a religious watcher of it, but um, would I be right in understanding that what they try and do is uh, try and disprove urban myths and um, by 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 proving and demonstrating things?
0: Yes, mythbusters. It's there in the title. They set out to bust myths, and sometimes they don't actually bust the myths because they turn out to be true. We have a selection of so-called teletext myths lined up for you today in honor of the fact that it's April, the season of April Fool's Jokes. I don't know if you people out there at home have ever been fooled by an April Fool's joke. likelihood is that you definitely have, but there are definitely some Teletext-related April Fools that have happened over the years, and we are going to try and set out today to identify which are actually April Fools, and which are real. What do you think about that, Carl? Sound good?
1: All right. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I think it's a really good idea. Um, yeah, there's a couple of good April Fools um, that Teletext have done. Would be interesting to explore a couple and maybe add a, uh, a couple more. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do to see if we can bust some of these myths or prove them right. Um, bust some, bust some, bust some. You know, I'm I for one, and am waiting for. A, uh, a, a holiday refund, so I'll be looking forward to in depth on who I'm going to write to to get my money back from.
0: Ooh, that's meant to be a teaser of what's to come later on. But shall we move on to our first so called myth? Our first Teletext myth?
1: Teletext myth number one. Da, 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 da.
0: We need some fantastic guitar part here, don't we? <laughs> TELETEXT NUMBER <laughs> ONE! That'll do. <laughs> so, are you ready for the first one? This is CFAX Space Invaders call. I don't know if you've heard of this, but in October 2012, a YouTuber by the name of 31 M uploaded a video purporting to show Space Invaders running on CFAX. Happy have be snugging head in this here Now here is the video description. A little known CFAX Easter egg are oh, the games hidden within. I stumbled upon these quite by accident a little while ago, when I noticed you can enter letters as well as numbers. Here we have a little go on an arcade classic. Oh CFAX, we shall miss you.
1: Okay, space invaders. I'm gonna go S, S, that's bloody S, S, there we go, P, and I, I, right, okay, go through them, Pac-Man, Frogger, S, don't know, don't know that one, don't know that one, Manic Miner, Jetpack, A Killer Brother, Magic Mushrooms, citadel, snake, spacing modes. Here we go. Okay, ready, go.
0: Go on.
1: Yes. Yes! Yes! Ah, yes! Yes! Oh! Yes! Ah, ah. Oh! Bugger! Damn! Go on! Yes!
0: Go Now I'll just explain this video for you. Uh, from the index page, he inputs a three-letter code SPI with his remote control. Whereupon the system, the Teletext system, scrolls through Frogger and Pac-Man uh, before loading a playable game of Space Invaders. Now he then proceeds to play the game, play the game, with his television remote. Carl, uh have you seen the video? Yes. Uh, or should I send you a link to
1: the video so you can see it? I'm watching as we're as we're uh, talking, actually. Yes. Yeah, so he's um, he's now aimed the remote control at the telly and somehow managed to get on the page number SPI and the uh, bit is now um, the search bit is now going through SNK SPI and yes, and lo and behold, he has got Space Invaders up and it's uh, <laughs> got four, I'd say, like eleven frames. A second scrolling um uh, he's got green bases uh, no attribute crash and now a flying sorcerer is roaring across the top um absolutely <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant and uh yeah wow that, that's incredible that that's, is absolutely brilliant a very short video but very good so um yeah what we can do i'll, what I'll, do, I'll pause that there i've got auto play on it for some reason it's very annoying um, but yes so yeah that, that, that's re- <laughs> that's incredible i' might try and watch that again actually okay so what we need to do obviously is uh, establish whether this is a myth or not and how he could have probably have um, uh, could probably have done it have you got any thoughts dan
0: well i think we need to um, isolate this video and oh, sorry i shouldn't have used that word should i Um, let's let's move on. Uh, I think we need to take it's this
1: distance ourselves from that one. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: nope, sorry. So we'll take this video <laughs> and run it through a special machine that tells us whether it's fake or not. And that special machine okay. is the Teletext Our Collective <laughs> Consciousness. We need to scientifically analyze what's going on here. At first glance, it seems believable because It all looks like it's running through Teletext, doesn't it? He's pressing the buttons on his remote, and it seems as though things are changing on his TV, uh, in sync, and the Space Invaders game pops up, and he can seemingly play it, as you might on a BBC Acorn. Hmm. So, it's certainly believable. But is it possible to actually play Space Invaders on Teletext?
1: Right, okay, so first of all, with the video I need to come back and come back with some points okay, when go you're ahead. watching the video Dan. Okay, so it looks like he's playing it on a CRT television um, So, yeah, okay, I get that but if you look closely what you get on a CRT television when you're filming it you get a bar that runs down because the scan line gets picked up with the, I believe it's the difference of the frame rate of the camera and the 11 or 22 frames per second that the TV is running in. When you're watching the video, there's never a scan line going down this TV. So that would intimate to me that it's an LCD screen. And then when you look close around the edge, I'm not sure if that is that television speakers around the edge are actually a card inlay that's laying over a TV over a um, PC monitor
0: okay so I have loaded the video up I personally believe that this is actual footage coming from an actual TV I don't think there are any overlays in a video editor necessarily but the question is whether this is a genuine feed from teletext or it might be coming from a BBC master or he might have recorded it on a DVD and he's playing it back. The CD plays like a video on your computer screen. Mm.
1: What do you think? Yeah, and also, well, I think he's, um, the Mode 7 graphics are coming from, a Acorn or a BBC, and it is, its it has been programmed. It is on Rails to do that, and it's just holding the uh, remote control in there. Um, anybody who does teletext graphics um, would, would tell you that you just have to wait for the, the screen to refresh uh, for your new frame of animation. And when you actually look at it, uh, you can see the space invaders, the missile, this flying saucer and And the base itself moving all all at once and uh, that that's something that can't happen um unless it's like a flick book where they all move at the same frame and and it's clear that they're not so this then to me is an, an elaborate hoax
0: it's false no way, not this time we created it it's a hoax yes i i tend to agree with you on that, Carl. I'm just re-watching the video now at the beginning when he's pressing the buttons and he, he seems to be doing some sort of programming action only by hmm. hissing the seven button numerous times. Yes. And the the moment he puts the third letter in is perfectly in sync, but nothing else is in sync.
1: He just keeps mashing the seven button.
0: So, what I okay. reckon... Yeah.
1: So. What well, is the seven button on a phone? What's the seven button button on a telephone? Is it uh, because he's put in what what letters has he put in? Let's have a look. He's put in uh seven seven seven, he's pressing seven multiple times, S P
0: Well he would have to put seven seven seven
1: four, wouldn't he? Yeah, 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 for that for SPI to come up, yeah, seven seven four. And he's put in seven seven seven. S P I so Space the, Invaders. The of question
0: course. is so, the yes. question is with that has he coded a little program, especially for this little April Fool's joke, whereby mm. um, he marries it up with his remote somehow, uh, where he can input stuff onto his BBC Macro with um, a remote control, or has he just filmed something
1: and edited it together with digital software mm, I think he's filmed I think he's done uh, I think everything's in an animation so you've got the BBC CFAX and the menu and you've got the time going off there which you can probably do on a BBC B. I think it's all been done on a BBC B or an emulator uh, for the BBC B. Um, but again that will come back to if that was done on a genuine BC, BBC B, BC, BBC B, BC, BBC 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 on a cub monitor You know that cub monitor would have to be sort of hidden some way, Um, and then you'd still get the scan lines going down because it's there being videoed off a CRT. So I think he's got he's done a program on rails, then held a remote control in front of a TV, and then pretended to do the rest because when you actually see him play the game. Um, you know, you can't really see um, any sort of correlation between the buttons he's mashing on the remote control and, um, and anything else. Also, there's no fast text links at the bottom of the screen, um, which um, which will be highly convenient if he's using the, uh, the 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 fast text buttons to actually move his base around.
0: Yes. So the question is exactly how was this done? And myself and Carl. Are still a little bit stumped, so in the spirit of pen and tellers fool us. I think we were fooled there, weren't we? A little bit.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No. I think we were. We were fooled. There was enough sort of. Uh, I mean, how on earth is mashing all them buttons to move a space invader and so many things to move at different frame rates um, on on the thing? We we know it's a hoax, but we don't know quite why yet.
0: Excellent. The jury so... is still out. Excellent. So, Tim, uh, thirty-one, Tim M. If you're out there listening, we'd love to, love to know exactly how you did it because we think it's
1: really cool. Cool and refreshing. Yes, then there's more room to do more things like that as well. we uh, with left and right and stuff like that. I'd like to see a version of track and field or Daley Thompson's decathlon.
0: Oh yes. Uh, um, maybe we should have uh, fruit machine for the Amstrad CPC. Or Roland in the Caves.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. That'd be a really good idea. It, it's not quite fitting the Sinclair brand. It doesn't fit <laughs> the Sinclair brand. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what do you think about that, Mr. Clive Sinclair? What do you think about the fact that people are playing Acorn Space Invaders on Teletext
1: now? Well, I think that's Chris carry up to his awful tricks again. You won't catch me doing that with my elegant computer. <laughs> The QL, I tell you, will be a game changer. With the... And then the electric car. The electric car with the QL will be absolutely brilliant.
0: My computer with the sensual rubber keys. The...
1: Feel the dead flesh. Feel it. <laughs> Feel the dead flesh, Chris Curry. I don't oh, want that hawker of sugar about.
0: <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> in the beginning there was television and then there was music television then came loads of stuff now there's mtv text (laughs) and page 400 is where you want to be to win prizes make friends get your horoscope or talk one-to-one to other mtv fans all over europe go 400 on mtv text for more competitions more friends more prizes more fun you have MTV, you have MTV text. You have no excuse. New and excitingly different, 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 new and excitingly different. and
1: If you want to know what's on TV anytime, any channel, ask the expert, your TV.
0: So, sit back and relax and let's see what's on tonight. Shall
1: we? It'll instantly update you on what's showing in your region, what films are really worth watching, impact with thrills, spills, and marvellously memorable. Or what's happening on the soaps? Will Billy stay with Sheila? Will Doe
0: ever return to the close? Will Rod the plot ever marry?
1: <coughs> the easy way to ask your TV what's on in your region is to page Oracle Teletext.
0: Okay, so are we ready to move oh. on to the next myth, Carlos?
1: Myth. Mythbuster Teletech special number two.
0: Number two and this one's a little bit blue. Because did Channel Four Has it got
1: number twos in it? Has it got number twos in it? it?
0: Well a certain number, but we'll have to see what. Did Channel four really broadcast an ejaculating penis? So this is a screenshot. Of the real turn of the worm being sick with a so called vomiting worm, and he's vomiting milk all over the teletext screen. <coughs> now, this was supposedly broadcast at the end of a carousel entitled Before Bids Goodbye to mark the end of cult digitizer, cult classic digitizer, the video game section of Channel 4 Teletext. Carlos, have you seen the so-called penis? It's
1: it's clearly a worm. It's clearly clearly a worm. Yes, it's clearly a worm. It's far far too big uh, to be anything else. But um, yeah, I've I've actually had a I had a a sticker sent through from um, Mr. Biffo himself uh, as a free gift of um turn of the Worm being sick. So yes, I'm aware of it, but I never actually saw it in real life uh, Come coming up. And has that been recovered anywhere?
0: Ah, so the question is, is it real? Or is it just a figment of our overactive imaginations? Is it a doctored screenshot? Well, we're going to take a close look right now to see. And let's have a look. You know, I should be more prepared for this stuff, shouldn't I? Maybe you should be more prepared.
1: It's fine. You're as prepared as me. Everything is fine.
0: We're as prepared as the country is right now. So, (laughs) so I have a photograph, a purported photograph, of the screen in question, and It says, the end, before bids goodbye. And in reveal-me-do fashion of digitizer, at the bottom we have what appears to be, yep, that's definitely a worm and a big splodge of milk on the other side of the screen. The real turn of the worm being sick is outlined in capital letters. So we take a look Mm. at this and... I'd say the possibility of this being doctored is quite low because I'm looking at a photograph from Flickr presumably from the time Uh, a period sensitive photograph shall we say Mm. and this is a genuine photograph where the person has taken a picture of the screen and it's in slightly dodgy resolution but you can tell what's going on there's a genuine uh what looks to be a, a one of those block televisions or maybe a large 16 incher so i have to screen. <clears throat> yeah so this was up, taken allegedly in 2007 the 20th of may 2007 the screen says march
1: the 8th on it yeah i've got march 08 and there's a march 09 as well um, so, for a little bit of analysis on this, and I'm thinking, how will I draw this screen? Everything fits. There's no, um, there's no impossibilities on it. It's all legal teletext, as um, as 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 we would coin it. Um, everything's all right on it. The picture I'm looking at's got held in the corner, which would be right for that sort of era where you could hold and you would get hold up over the page number uh, on certain televisions but it, I don't know from the screen whether it says held or hold my TV's always said hold, this says held on it um, so that that's one thing but as I'm doing it on an image search I've got, yeah, you've got March 08, I've got March 08 then the next one is March 09 and the March 09 March 09 not your, not your picture uh super page fifty eight um it's got a slightly different um font on it, but that again could be because it was on a sony Trinitron or something like that which um which sometimes showed teletext um characters in a sort of a more squarish um more of a squarish way uh than than the original teletext character set
0: yeah, I think that's to do with the conversion and <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, um I I would tend to believe that's to do with the conversion uh, of the characters mm-hmm. etc. That's where they look a little bit different. And uh, of uh, the point mm-hmm. about TVs being held, I've have seen some televisions that say held rather than hold. So mm-hmm. that passes as far as I'm concerned. So mm-hmm. So going off all this evidence, I would suggest that this appears real. What would you say, Carl?
1: Uh, I'm going to run it through the machine. And the machine says, genuine. It's genuine. Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. Yes. Yes. Hey.
0: Well... This isn't the only evidence that we have for this being real, because, as we know, well, you might know, this screen has passed into the annals, the annals of history, particularly digitizer history, and has been commented upon many, many times over the years. Now, if this were real, people would be questioning the validity more often. The articles would be about well, was th- did this really happen did it was it Did it really happen? How could this have happened? Which is a valid question, and that's why we're asking it right now, because ordinarily, if you put something like this on teletext, you'd expect the person to be sacked. wouldn't you? However, in this instance, it just so happens that this was Mr. Biffo's last day. So he could pretty much get away with whatever he liked.
1: Absolutely, it's definitely a worm. though. he's just got a little bit <laughs> of um, milk, milk coming off his chin. Milk. Um. Obviously. Uh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. The the more I look at it, the more, the more it's a worm. Obviously, then. But um. Yeah. He's uh. He's obviously very sick because he's um. He's obviously uh. He, he's obviously sad that he's not going to be on on the uh, Teletech service anymore. Um, obviously, if that happened yesterday, he'd be self-isolating.
0: Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, though, do worms drink milk?
1: Well, not for
0: long, they don't. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you find any earthworms in the back garden, just like hedgehogs and cats... You can feed them milk, but be careful, for they may be violently sick, and projectile vomit all over your pants.
1: <laughs> oh. So, uh, slightly off topic, but does Sonic the Hedgehog have a bumhole? What? Why? Why do you
0: ask that? Have you been browsing art on DeviantArt again?
1: No, it's just uh, uh, that there's, there's this thing where they do uh, the new Sonic movies out and um, he looks like quite uh, augmented into sort of like real, but I know that in other films like uh, Lion King and all that, they've airbrushed out, the, they've made him so realistic they've actually had to airbrush out the anuses and things like that. I'm not sure if Sonic Sonic's ring has gone the same way or not. but. Uh... <laughs> But there you go. I digress. I I digress. So it was.
0: It was a fantastic (laughs) digression. I have to admit. Brilliant. The newspaper delivered in time-honored tradition, but imagine a newspaper that's constantly updated, fifteen thousand times a day. Covers topics like what's on the box, up-to-the-minute news, useful fashion tips. And the latest music charts. Altogether, sixteen hundred pages of useful information.
1: The ultimate newspaper. Your tea. Alright, Brilliant. So, so we. Uh, so to recap, Cefax C- Space Invaders is a. It's a big fat. It's a big fat we,
0: myth. Yes.
1: That's a non-genuine one. Now, turn of the worm. Genuine that brings us on to myth myth number three. Three. Yes. Uh,
0: And it is Trez. Continuing on the Worms theme, it's the video game Worms in Teletext. Now this is a particularly has a particularly long history, shall we say. It's got an elaborate set of well, depending on which way you look at it. In April 2019, the British game developers Team17 wrote an article detailing the recovery of a long-lost version of the video game Worms for Teletext. There are plenty of screenshots to verify this, including a title screen and three screens, three further screens, showing actual gameplay according to the Team17 blog amateur VHS detective Connie whopper, you can get a whopper stumbled upon an unlisted page never intended for the public to see while perusing the content hidden in a recording of Channel 4's almost almost as short-lived sitcom Pork Pie. <laughs> pie, yes. So there's an element of teletext VHS recovery going on here. Hmm.
1: Yes. So I've got got a screen up at the moment. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, I don't remember the, uh, the 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 program Port Pie. Uh, well, neither do <laughs> um, I. To yeah. Or Whopper, or Whopper, or anything like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah. The only Whopper I've seen is a uh, Burger King. Have a new bagel ha- Have a new bagel at Burger King uh, But yeah, so i have got to just play that again And what I can see here Is a screen in Worms That I've um, Is uh, It looks like there's like a bomber Getting taken out But when you The, s- the scan rate Is so quick on it It is uh, very, very quick And it is when you look at it in time With the clock Oh okay, so when you look at this then it's on page one oh nine point four uh April the first teletext and it looks as if it's not held, but we are able to um there's a time stay still with the with with the screen flicking over
0: that is the question isn't it but we have to remember that these are recovered screens, so they could easily have been superimposed into, uh, say, TFX for people to view afterwards. So we can't necessarily hmm. trust the timestamps on these screenshots, I don't think. Because I'm looking at three of them right now. All of them seem to be um, synchronized and that they have Yes, they have the three-digit page number. All of them seem to be... All of them seem Um, to be... Synchronized. All of them seem to be... Synchronized. 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 And then they have sub-page numbers, as you say.
1: Hmm. Um, Yeah. The the sub-page decimal point doesn't follow what I'm used to on the teletext. Also, when I've got the uh, Google images up, I sort of I can see that the Worms title page and there's another Worms art there as well. And they look like the most excellent teletextile of somebody that we both know.
0: So are you saying that mm. these artworks were not made by members of Team 17, but by someone who might possibly have appeared on this podcast in the past?
1: well we can't rule, we can neither rule in or rule these things out at this time, but Mm. I would say I would say that this person that I think I've got in mind that did this artwork was about at the time for Teletext to do this work if it was indeed him but I don't know, if we're here to say is it a myth that actually appeared 23 years ago um, I don't know, what do you think Dan?
0: Well, the article that's on the team 17 website is quite um quite detailed and gives a lot of information. We can pick that apart forever, but I'm just going to Can you still hear me? 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 Yes, 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 yes. We could pick that apart forever. We could pick that apart forever, but I'm just going to concentrate on a couple of things that they've said. They confirmed that Worms for Teletext was real, prototyped in 1996, and test-broadcasted in March and April of that year. They also explained the technical difficulties of getting Worms to run on broadcast Teletext. And apparently, a big problem was that that the developers' television remotes kept running out of batteries. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. The ve- the, yeah. But all mm. of this information, combined with the screenshots that have little clues in them, seem You've to gone. suggest seem to suggest that we're looking at an April Fool's prank here, Carl. Do you agree with me?
1: I think so. I mean, I'm looking at maybe the uh, the, you, you, the, the 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 um the character names Bamber, Sal, Glug, and Turner. Uh, it's all it's all too woke for me <laughs> for that time. So I th- I'm believing that this is indeed a big fat team whopper.
0: Well, I'm inclined to agree with you. Not this time. No, not this time. It's totally made up, pure fiction. Because just to summarize could teletext have run worms in the detail outlined in the article? probably not now could we code something that's a little bit like a text adventure with worms? of course we could looking at the screenshots to control the game evidently you used fast text keys so we could definitely do something like that but The amount of time and effort that it would take to take into account all the different outcomes would mean that to make a sandbox type game like this, or sorry, an action game, would just take years upon years.
1: Of every single possibility. So you're looking at, you can go up to page decimal 9999999999999 on a standard teletext. So that'd give you decimal uh, you know nine hundred and ninety-nine ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine pages to to do every single left, right, up down combination of that cursor. Then you need all the all the missiles and all the possible outcomes. You'd, you'd need a whole you'd need a whole UHF channel um, using every single hexadecimal up to FF. I reckon, even to, 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 to get, like, a round-up on this. Um, so, yeah, I'd say it, it, it's doable, but um, it's like monkeys typing the, uh, the works of Shakespeare. it would take a lifetime.
0: Yeah, that's right. And I think the clues that we have, uh, the main one is the fact that in this screenshot, the date is once again April the 1st. So that seems to confirm our suspicions and um much like the earlier CFAX space invaders yes i think that this is a myth
1: um also just uh going back on the time stamps i know you can't really look too much in the time stamps but uh they're all about 10 minutes apart so it's as if the the screen's been made and then and then uh and then uh, uh, grabbed. But there you go. I, I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's definitely definitely a brilliant myth. Definitely a brilliant myth. Yes. The reason
0: why for you, the reason you- it looks like a screen grab is probably, 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 probably because it is. And the artwork, I'm going to say, was made by Horsenberger. Steve Horsley. <laughs> so if we want to bring Worms back for Teletext, genuinely, I think he's the person to ask.
1: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Already, so that was a fun myth, wasn't
1: it, Carl? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's really good. It's a, it's really imaginative. Um, I'd like to see uh, my Bandersnatch one go up at some point as well. Pressing text on the, uh, pressing text on Netflix to get the Bandersnatch game up. Maybe Monday that will reach not- notoriety. Oh, oh, you mean that isn't real? Oh, sorry, Dan.
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> you've ruined it for me. Oh, oh nev- no. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Brilliant. It's okay. There's, There's a, a channel, channel you can turn on twenty four hours a day for the very latest information on sport, constantly updated news,
1: and TV gossip, local cinema and music, plus the latest latest information information on holidays, finance, the environment,
0: and the amazing thing about about this
1: channel, you already already have it,
0: Teletext, the information channel exclusively on ITV and channel 4. Should we move on to the next so-called Teletext myth, and actually the last
1: one for today? We are at number 4 then, hit me. Yes, hit me with the
0: rhythm mistake. stick. Myth number four CFAX holidays. Something that we've mentioned a million times before on this podcast. But were we being entirely serious? The legend goes that Jason Robertson uncovered a rare example of the legendary CFAX holidays on a VHS tape from 1987. The only screenshot that we have, supposedly recovered, shows a palm tree beneath bright sunshine, reflected in a beautiful cayenne, I mean cyan sea. At the head of the page is the CFAX logo, and a header saying holidays, that seems to match the sort of artwork, the header artwork, that was going on during that period. Now, having seen the picture, Carl, what are your
1: opinions, initial opinions, on this? Well, my initial opinion is that, at a brief glance, there is nothing there that doesn't look out of place. Does it tick the teletext box? Yes. Does it have the palm trees in it? Yes. Do we know what the C-Fax logo was? Yes. At a, you know, on on the face of it, there's nothing there to worry about, Dan. So why on earth is this getting into our podcast at all about Mm. about possible myths?
0: Yes, because, Carl, the reason is that nobody's ever actually taken a photograph. We have no contemporary evidence from 1987. No pictures, photographs that have been developed in Tesco or wherever have been uncovered to this point. So... There's a big question mark over whether this is real, and that is why we're looking into it right now. We're probably the first people ever to question the validity of CFAX Holidays. I know CFAX Holidays is sacrosanct almost, a treasured memory for many who've even been on Teletext. Sorry, CFAX Holidays. <laughs>
1: Everyone's been on a CFAX holiday. Yes. Yes. And in fact, when you type CFAX holidays in, the first thing comes up is Teletext holidays. And of course, Teletext was a company run by the other side then. Indeed. But I've got the screen up now. Okay. CFAX page 400. Was that the travel section? That was, wasn't it? The travel slice of the Teletext, of the CFAX rather. Um, I think what I'm looking at here, is a portmanteau. What do you mean by that Carl? Please elaborate. A portmanteau. Well, allow me to type that into Google to see what the official <laughs> de- definition is. Portmanteau. portmanteau.
0: I believe I'm okay. going to guess what a portmanteau is. A portmanteau is combination. Mm-hmm. It's a word that is a combination of two other words. To make a new one,
1: I think what like motel or brunch, yes, breakfast and lunch. Yes, it's a, it is, yeah, motel, it actually motel. comes from. Um, I, I'm doing this without looking at Google now, uh, but it actually comes from a Portuguese word which means port. I think it's cloak and hat, and there was like a cape. Which was a, a hat and a and a cloak all in one, and they called it a portmanteau, which was a mixture of the two words, and that's where it comes from, I think.
0: So it's nothing um, to do um, with Natalie Portman.
1: Sorry. Not, not, not at the moment.
0: <laughs> not at the moment. Yeah, Sorry, but, I, sp- um, I spoke, I yes, spoke over so- you.
1: No okay, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah so um, yeah so portmanteau basically is a um, it, it's it, yeah it, it's a uh, two words coming together to make a new word which then becomes into common parlance so bringing this back to your Cfax why is this one a portmanteau? Well because it's using two recognized images um, and making a, a a credible third image. And that's where I'm at on that, so I think that people will this will this is becoming true because this is being used now. Um, as a teletext trope so if anybody wants to recognise teletext straight away they will always find either a football page or a holiday page and uh, this one's coming up in the searches uh, very often to the extent that even a woman uh, that we do not know has been photographed dressed as a teletext page and she picked CFAX holidays
0: That's because it's so wonderfully designed Yes
1: Sorry. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to shake that designer by the yeah, hand.
0: Yes, I wonder who the designer could be. Yeah, I wonder. Somebody from the 80s, most likely. So, yeah. shall we get down to business on this? Business.
1: Don't wait, or
0: you'll miss what everyone is... C-Fact Holidays, on the plus side, the existence of it seems to be backed up by many word-of-mouth accounts including one recently broadcast on the BBC's The One Show, where a gentleman says that his sister used to go on CFAX holidays and get package vacations from them. But the real question here, Carl, is, uh, and the most important thing, is did CFAX ever run holiday pages?
1: Mm. Hmm... Well, they don't do things for profit, then.
0: That's right. Now, the BBC do th- do the occasional commercial thing. It's a myth. It's a complete myth, since we're on the subject of MythBusters, that the BBC don't have any commercial ventures. They do have advertisements across their wider network, and they do advertise internally for their own TV shows, etc. <laughs> on their own networks, on their own stations. So that gives Fax Holidays a little bit more credence, I suppose. However, if we look back at our recoveries, our other recoveries from the time call, do we see any other instances of Fax Holidays? Or is this the only thing that Jason Robertson or Alistair Buxton or all the other fantastic recoverers have recovered.
1: Well, this is uh, this is the only page that I know about. Uh, but the BBC Travel did indeed use that palm tree in their own pages.
0: Ah, yes. Is that a clue? <laughs> yes.
1: There's a there's a there's a BBC Travel page, um, which is uh, page four sixty, which has been captured Tuesday the twenty fourth of November of whatever particular year that was, uh, with exactly the same exactly the same palm tree and it's at exactly the same height. We're going to get
0: to the bottom of this mystery right now, Carl. Have you heard of the term
1: false memories? I believe I have, yes. I think I have them all the time. (laughs) Especially (laughs) after a night out on the piss.
0: (laughs) They are better known as misrememberings. Now, We'll go briefly into this now, but I think we're going to look at this in greater detail in the future, for a future episode, when we further analyze the legend of Fax Holidays. But for now, we are going to say conclusively, Carl, I, I hope you agree mm. with me on this, that Cephex Holidays is a myth. Ooh,
1: it is a myth. I believe that definitely it's it's the best myth out there it's fiction it's fiction we made it up. We made this one up it's um it's like a story of a of a of Spring Hilled Jack. You really want to believe that it's true,
0: but unfortunately, to the best of our knowledge by which we mean we know it isn't true because if you look at the screenshot, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it bears the hallmarks of an April Fool's joke. And, in the top corner, it says, April the 1st. Also, (laughs) for conclusive proof, if you go to the original blog post at teletextart.co.uk, you can see that it actually admits, (laughs) the post actually admits in a roundabout way that it's an April Fool's joke. However, (laughs) however, this hasn't stopped people Picking up the image, not reading the blog post, the red text at the bottom that says this is an April Fool's joke, and believing it to be true, because as is the case with the internet, a picture gets saved to a hard drive without any sort of uh, information about who made it, and just is spread like wildfire.
1: Well, yeah, there's, there's, it's incontrovertible. It says, "Edit the recovery has been halted indefinitely due to a uh, well." Check out the date for this post, dear reader. So, uh, yeah, the first, uh, but it's so well done. It's, um, it really is. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's now as we'll probably, you know, looking into the future, it is one, it is, it's real. It's you know, if anyone wants to type in Fax holidays, it's real, but it's a phony. It's a real phony. <laughs> It's, well,
0: it, it's sort of becoming real. If enough people tell the same lie, then it starts to morph into a reality, in a way. That's why on the internet we yes. have to be careful, and we have to do the research, like we're doing for you right now, ladies and gentlemen. If you were on the fence and didn't know about CFAX Holidays, we're here to tell you now, don't let anybody fool you. Seafax Holidays hmm. is...
1: A myth. Yeah. myth, 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 myth. <laughs> it's a myth. And it's p- a myth. Yeah, it, it, right.
0: p- it pains yeah. me very much to say that.
1: Well, we're going to cause arguments with because it, it has been going on so well. There are other members in the community that wanted to keep it going, so. Um, you know, it's we're we're going to we're going to upset some people by uh by by blowing that one open, I think there. But uh, they they have a right to reply, and we'll we'll get them on to uh to to try and make amends with them in, in the future. That, that's for sure. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a brilliant one. It really is. It's sort of uh, like like I say, it's like a legend that you do want to be true. Um, uh, you know, it's quite a quite quite a phenomenon there, really. But uh, yeah, no, that that's uh that's good. So that's that's our quartet today of, of myths that we've explored so we've looking at the uh, Cfax space invaders is a big fat myth Turner the worm is not worms a video game is a myth and Cfax holidays is a myth but one question to you Dan why do people still want to create these memories uh, for, for, for this for this um, for this format? It goes to show the amount of effort and ingenuity for all four of those examples. It's like, you know. Why bother? But it's good. It's just spread so much enjoyment to everybody that, that's, that, that's viewed it. And um, I quite like the fact that it's a bit of an in-joke to people who just do go along with it and say, yeah, I remember I remember Teletext. I used to buy holidays from CFAX. And, uh, you know, we used to go ev- ev- every year and go on FAX and buy a holiday. Uh, so, yes, it is uh, brilliant.
0: It, yes, it's proof that people hold teletext in high regard. They have fond memories of it. And I think also the fact, th- the simplicity of the format and the uh, the aesthetic style lends itself to uh, tech reconstruction, shall we say, and artistic mm. homages. Because mm. I think anybody could go out there and create their own teletext page now. So you could... Mm easily say, hey, I recovered this and pass it off as true. And I'm sure lots and lots of people have and lots and lots of people will. It doesn't take a lot to make a Teletext page look genuine.
1: Mm. All you need is the, uh, the the faith of the viewer to, not, well, they automatically suspend their disbelief because they're looking at something and they're not quite sure if they remember it. in the first place so they just look at certain triggers and if those triggers are met they go right i'll believe the rest of that um so going back to the cfax holidays you got palm trees everyone remembers them everyone remembers the cfax logo you put the two together and it just ticks all the believable parts and it's it's made the rest of the uh, rest of the content on that page uh, quite easily swallowed because if you look at that page again it's not actually giving you an awful lot of information Um, it's, uh, whereas if that was done on Oracle. Which ran CFA, uh, Teletext holidays, and then Teletext that ran it subsequently. After that, it, there was like an uh, information overload because they needed every pixel to sell you something to pay mm. for that page. So that's the other thing as well. It's really just giving me a couple of um, a couple of locations. Um, it, it's more of an educational page. It's just saying that you know Italy Naples and a page number, uh, Germany Berlin and a page number, etc. It's, it's just not 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 telling you an awful lot.
0: Yeah, there's a whole other conversation to be had there, I think, with regards to Teletext design and how tight it became over the years and how much commercial um, commercial aspects fed into that. But in regards to c Holidays and the screenshot, <clears throat> when it was put together, you can see that the person who made it, you can clearly see that they gave the page elements a lot of room to breathe, which is more mm. befitting of CFAX, I would say, than Oracle or Teletext with uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't mm. know in particular, there are some screenshots of the Channel 4 racing pages from the mid-90s and it's just they're, they're just this fantastic wall of text, drawn in graphics mode, sometimes double heights in text mode and just these uh, clickbait things like this filly is sure to win on Saturday. We have secretive information from our insider. Do you call him on this number? And then the number is massive or something. And they use every yeah. pixel of the
1: screen to sell you this product. The CFAX Holidays yeah. one doesn't quite do that.
0: Uh, 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 it More concentrates on the images, I would say. And there's very little
1: actual selling of holidays going on there. Mm, mm, no, that's right. No, that's exactly right. Well, I found one more, April Fools. So we've gone from myths to April Fools. If I, I'll, I'll just include this one, then
0: mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
1: it's um, a football April Fools at CFAX actually ran in 1994. Um, and it caused consternation at Wolverhampton Wanderers because the uh, club switchboard was flooded with calls from angry fans after they read a story on CFAX that claimed that Graham Taylor uh, who was the manager at the time, has, uh, was changing the club's um, gold strip uh, to white. he previously managed England, um, who had missed out on qualification and um, the World Cup that year, to, to the Netherlands, which played in orange. Uh, and he didn't want Wolverhampton playing in orange as well because he is very famous for saying, did I not like orange? Hi, I'm Louise Brady, and you're watching Talking Teletext. On screen, holidays coming to you live and direct. From Can I have a cup of tea? Yes. And marmalade? Yes. And how would Madame like her tea? On the beach, followed by a hot night's clubbing. Then why not? The canaries sound like just what you're looking for. Hitting text on your Sky Digital remote will take you to the free digital text service. Tenerife, Lanzarote, Gran Canaria. Just use the up and down on your remote to navigate your way through thousands of deals from some of the country's top travel companies. Select the holiday you fancy, then hit enter. Bikini, suntan lotion. If you're feeling extra careful, you can even check out what the weather's like at the moment. Just go back to the main menu and hit latest weather. Warm, toasty, toast, toast! To make life easier, you can select a regional departure to find the most convenient airport for you to fly from. Toast. Get the toast. Get the
0: phone. Simply press text for all the latest deals from Teletext Holidays. Excellent. So, CFAX Holidays, well and truly a myth. All the other stuff, mostly myths, except for the real turn of the worm being sick. Who knew the most explicit one was actually real, and has gone down in the annals of teletext history. Uh, Annals of teletext history. Oh dear. We're going to have to put that explicit tag on this episode, aren't we now? After that. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid that brings us to the end of this particular episode of Teletext R. Carl, have you had fun busting these myths?
1: I've had a lot of fun busting these uh, myths. I'm so tired now, because I've been busting myths. I just need to go on a CFAX holiday. Something strange in the neighbourhood. Who you going to call Mythbusters? Turner. Mythbusters. I am no Turner. There we go. CFAX holidays in other people's misery.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Goodbye. Uh, Kayanara. Kayanara.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Teletext R podcast. Join us again next time when we'll be investigating more memories in the history of Teletext. Kayanara.
1: Kayanara.